Welcome to Voices of Santa Clara. Having a good idea doesn't get you done. And if we'd hit those, there would have been an explosion. We would have died, obviously. Scholarship should cultivate the virtues. Worry more about, am I searching for what I should be doing next in the world? Hi there, listeners. I'm your host, Gavin Cosgrave, a junior at Santa Clara University. And on the Voices of Santa Clara show, I talk with unique and interesting guests to hear their stories from around the Santa Clara community. Today's guest is Nicola Gerbino, and she is a senior public health and Spanish major. Nicola is involved in a really diverse range of things around campus. She works for the Kids on Campus program at the partner preschool organization. She serves as a leader on the Into the Wild Outdoors Club, and she's working on a really interesting cervical cancer detection senior design project. And in this interview, Nicola shares about how swimming shaped her life, what she's learned from working with kids, her future plans in medicine, and all about the project that she's working on, as well as her favorite trips and places that she's been. Enjoy this interview, and I'll be back soon with more conversations. Welcome, Nicola Garbino. And I'd love to start out by asking, we'll get into your your involvements at Santa Clara, but are there any memorable moments or experiences from your childhood or things that you really loved doing growing up? Yeah, I was part of a swim team community since the age of five. And it was only in the summer. It's called Innes Arden, and it's one of the Seattle Summer Swim League um, programs. And it was awesome. It was so cool. Um, it's a really great community. And so from the age of five through eight, you're paired with an older buddy that's um, between the age of 13 and 18. And so I think I really got a sense of community and worth there. And then I just returned every summer. Um, and if everyone lives pretty close by each other. Um, and so every summer, like some of my best friends are from the program. I wrote my college essay on it. Um, mm-hmm. I just say like mm-hmm. the cornerstone of my development and who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was in the older age group, kind of mm-hmm. 13 through 18, I had a really big role in um, the Big Buddy program for the younger mm-hmm. girls and uh, spent a lot of time with them and so with all my friends. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up going back and coaching my freshman year for over the summer um, with one of my best friends. And then the coach of that program is someone I'm really close to. Um, and he's still there. And I may go back this summer. I have to kind of figure out dates, but it may be a returning um, mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. that was definitely a huge part of my upbringing. Yeah. Was it mostly the coaching and mentorship part that you enjoyed or was there something also about swimming that kind of kept you yeah. coming back? I swam throughout high school too. And so swimming has always been a big part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. Well, until I got to college, then I didn't swim as much. Mm-hmm. But I think it was mainly the mentorship. And when I was older, I also worked at the pool as a lifeguard and taught some lessons and so I think it was also my first exposure to um, kids and recognizing that I really, really loved working with kids uh, because I came to Santa Clara and was like, oh, I really miss being with kids. And so then I sought out kids on campus. Mm-hmm. So I think that I felt so welcomed and included when I was younger that I really wanted to recreate that for the girls that um, were in the younger age group when I was a senior. Mm-hmm. And... So I spent a lot of time, we'd like make signs and bring candy. And um, my friends and I ended up, I think, taking on 
a lot of girls besides the ones that we were just assigned to because we really want to make sure everyone was having mm-hmm. a big buddy to bring them to the race and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's really fun going back now and seeing the kids because now they're all three mm-hmm. years older and I haven't seen them in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them still remember me. Some of them don't. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them do, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And then did that at all lead you to seek out the what Kids on Campus yeah. program at Santa Clara? Okay. Yeah, it did. So I was... It was in the winter of my freshman year, um, and kind of fall quarter, getting adjusted, figuring out what you want to do. And I was really wanting to do some more things with my time besides just my classwork and whatnot. And I realized that I really missed being with kids because they are such a big presence in my life in Seattle, where I grew up. Um, so I emailed kids on campus and was like, I really enjoy working with kids. I'm looking for a job. Do you have any openings? And it just so happened that they did. Um, so I went in and started there like middle of winter my freshman year, my first year, and have been there ever since. And I love hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. What have you learned from working with kids? Because I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people imagine working with kids. It's like, oh, you're just, you know, you're helping them. And But have you at yeah. all changed because of your experience yeah. working with kids? I'd say absolutely. I think that I've learned a lot from the kids themselves and a lot from the teachers that are there, the teacher all, and the staff, um, like my bosses and everyone are just so fantastic and so willing to um, encourage learning. And I think there's like the hard skills of learning how to, like the best practices in terms of childhood education, which I find fascinating. I'm definitely very passionate about. So that's one thing that I learned that's not a hard skill. I learned that I really, really love working with children. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my passions that I love watching them develop mm-hmm. um, and explore the world. And so I want to, that also has guided me into wanting to go into pediatrics in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And otherwise, I learned, I think, a lot about just learning. And for kids, every time they do something, it's kind of like a new experience. And um, it can get, I think, the quarter system can get pretty monotonous in terms of, like, every quarter you start new classes, and it's week one, two, and, you know, you have midterms, and it goes by quickly. Um, but for the kids, even being able to, like, put their shoes on, um, mm-hmm. which they do, like, several times each day, but when they can finally do it themselves or take their socks off themselves, it's mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. And so it's really remembering, um, like, the small things in life can be exciting. And uh, so I think that's probably the biggest learning. I think I've learned also a lot of interpersonal skills from mm-hmm. the kids because um, I work with uh, the younger classrooms. And so they're still developing their language skills and s- to talk and communicate and so when someone takes a toy away from someone else and they're upset or someone pushes someone else to guide that interaction mm-hmm. and while it's very like basic and simple with the kids I think that it applies to um the outside world you just kind of ask them to listen and mm-hmm. say like, what, are, what are they trying to tell you or I hear them talking to you um and then we encourage the other kid that did the pushing or took the toy to check in and see if they're okay and um to give them a hug and so I think those principles um would do well to be applied to our world and the kind of the more adult world as well to sit down and listen and to understand what the person is asking or why they're upset and obviously it's more complicated um but it's the same principles yeah and you mentioned pediatrics Mm -hmm. right so I kind of understand the kid side I think a little bit more but how did you first get interested in either public health or science or medicine both of my parents are physicians, um, and so pretty much all of my family friends are also physicians or in the healthcare field. 
And so I don't have a moment when I was like, oh, I want to do medicine. I think I just kind of grew up and always knew that I really liked science and the human body and um, that kind of thing. And so I medicine, I think I've always been interested in. I think really since the age of like seven, I wrote down that I wanted to be a doctor. Um, and that swayed a little bit since then, kind of figuring out, is it an MD that I want to do or some other degree? But um, I have landed back on a doctor. So that was my parents were my first exposure. Um, and I came into Santa Clara and I was a declared biology major. And I was taking the intro series of biology. And I was like, you know, I think biology is really fascinating and really cool. But there's a whole human side to health um, that we can't escape as a society. And that's, I think, very present um, in our lifestyle factors. And public health touches on that. And so I jumped around between, I think, um, neuroscience and looked into that for a second and eventually landed on public health, which I've really, really loved. Um, and I think that it has prepared me to take a human-centered approach to medicine and healthcare and health overall, both for my personal health as well as um, my friends and my future patients maybe too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And how did you get involved in the service project? Yeah. So maybe could you explain what that is to start with? And I have yeah. a couple other questions, but yeah. Um, so service stands for Cervical Cancer Early Response Visual Identification System. It's a long name. Um, and it is a senior design project. So I'm on a team with four bioengineers and then um, other two other public health and biology students. And we are trying to create a low-cost diagnostic tool for cervical cancer using changes in the vaginal microbiome and so a lot of people have heard about the microbiome that's in your stomach and that we have different bacteria and concentrations and that there's this relationship between our human body and the bacteria and the bacteria can help us or they can harm us and so we have microbiomes kind of all over our body um, and the vagina is one of them uh, and so we are looking at changes in a certain type of bacteria in the vaginal microbiome that come up when there is um, cancer precursors, or so like early cervical cancer, or hopefully eventually down the line, high risk HPV and HPV and cervical cancer are very tightly linked. Um, so in that shell, that's what the project is doing. Uh, we're experimenting with different ways to do so, and we're working with the Frugal Hub of Engineering, um, and our target population right now is in Kenya. So mm. ideally low cost, minimally invasive, so we don't need pap smears. Mm. Um, and accurate would be what we're mm -hmm. aiming for. Um, so we're in the lab right now uh, testing different things and working on it. Yeah. How did you get like involved in that project? Like it sounds yeah. so cool and advanced and yeah. precise, like, but how, how did it kind of get started or how did you like meet the team? And Yeah. So there's a public health class called Engineering World Health and there's like 10 of us in the class, I think, um, public health and bio students. And we are all paired with senior design projects through that class. Um, so there's four senior design projects. So we're all in teams of two, two, teams of two or three um, on the senior design teams. And we work with our engineers. Um, and my group's a little more unique because we're doing more bio lab work. Um, so there's a lot more um, overlap between the engineering and biology side, but most projects are working on the public health side in terms of implementation and then needs assessments mm -hmm. um, for their projects. And so that's how I got involved um, with the project and we had a rank which projects we wanted to work on. Mm -hmm. And service was started last year by a group of public health and bioengineer students. 
And I knew um, one of the public health students that was on it. So I was kind of knew that I wanted to work on service. And I know the engineers, um, they're some of my friends. And so um, I knew right away that I wanted to work on service. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what has that experience been like doing a little more like on the research side? Yeah. I guess like has it taught you that you do or don't want to pursue more things like that in the future? Yeah, it's been really, really cool. Um, so last quarter we weren't in the lab. We were kind of prepping for the lab and doing more um, work in terms of finding uh, what we're going to use as a test. Um, was it going to be bacteria? Was it going to be a different biomarker? And um, I don't do a lot of lab work outside of my science classes. Um, and there it's always been for the sake of the experiment that I'm doing in class. So it's been really cool to think of experiments that we can do and apply my knowledge. Um, I'm definitely not the strongest lab um, skill set on the team, but it's been really awesome to learn from my partners as well. Um, And I've always known that I've been very interested in maternal and child health and reproductive health. Um, So this is kind of following along those lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Another kind of diverse thing that you're involved with here is the Into the Wild, mm-hmm. right? So I, I actually just last weekend went on a trip to Pinnacles awesome. National Park. Yeah. Into the Wild. yeah, it was a great time. But uh, why did you get involved with Into the Wild? Yeah. Um, growing up in Seattle, there's a lot of um, outdoor activities, and my parents really exposed my siblings and I to that uh, very early on. We did a lot of like backpacking and hiking and um, my parents are both very active people and so that really got me into the outdoors and I have always enjoyed um, spending time out there and whether it's just a small day hike or um, hammocking by the water in Seattle or doing a more um, like a bigger backpacking trip so I think I was looking to get into that into the wild and my roommate freshman year was Ann Graham who is now the president of Into the Wild um, and so I think also being influenced by her because she knew right away, she's an outdoors club in high school, she knew right away that she wanted to be involved in the wild. Um, so I think just, yeah, my love of nature really drew me to the club. And then uh, when I started going on trips, I also recognized a very strong community within the club. Um, and so I was inspired to apply to be a leader. And I went on the Grand Canyon Havasupai Spring Break trip my freshman year. Um, and Anne was actually in LIT at the time on the trip. And that really, I think, nailed my decision to um, want to be a leader and part of the team um, because I had such an awesome time. Def- mm-hmm. I think still one of the highlights of my experience at Santa Clara. Um, and I was really wanting to give that to as many others as I could. Mm-hmm. Are there any other trips, it could be that one or a different one, that are really either memorable or surprising or have a good story to go along with them? Yeah. Spring break trips are hard to beat because they're a week long and you really get to know the people and they're a lot of fun. Um, But in terms of just overnights, I went to uh, Hetch Hetchy in Yosemite. Um, We did a backpacking trip there and uh, I had jumped on the trip last minute because the people that were going to leave the trip were sick or had something to do last minute. And so I wasn't really expecting to go, and it was absolutely gorgeous. We had great weather. We had a great group of people. Um, and we saw a bear, which was really exciting in Yosemite. Um, and so it was just a lot of fun and very pretty, and I hadn't been to that part of Yosemite before. And I, I absolutely love Yosemite. I've fallen in love since I went, I think, about my sophomore year my, for the first time. I just try to keep going back as much as I can while I'm still in the area. Hmm. So Yeah, that, that's cool. 
what would you tell like a first year student coming into Santa Clara who, I don't know, maybe felt like they had a lot of interest but didn't really know what to get involved with or how to spend their time? Like, yeah. what, what advice would you give to a person like that? Yeah. I would say um, to try anything and just say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think by just saying yes, you get exposed to a lot of different things and people that you wouldn't have otherwise. And whether you continue doing that club or activity, um, maybe like maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you might meet some of your best friends through doing so. And so I think just by trying and exposing yourself to both things you've done in the past as well as new things, um, you really can make the most out of your, I think that's like social life um, at Santa Clara. And I would also say that while saying yes is really good, also saying no and or maybe saying yes initially, but then also recognizing when something's not serving you and you're, you're not enjoying it and to also take those things out of your life so you can create time for other things you really enjoy and also time for yourself hmm. um, to en- enjoy your experience at Santa Clara because it does go so fast. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And. It is, you know, moving quickly and you're, what, a senior now and going to yeah. graduate soon, right? So how does that yeah. feel? It, I think I'm not overwhelmed yet because it's not spring. I think okay. once it hits spring, I'm going to be very overwhelmed by that. Um, it feels really good and also really scary um, and also confusing because I remember looking up to the seniors always and watching either senior public health students or seniors into the wild and being like, oh, they're so cool. They're such great leaders or mentors. Um, and now I guess I'm in that position and um, it's harder to tell if I'm doing the same thing. And I hope I am and I try to be that. Um, but it, it doesn't feel as, I, I guess I assumed it. Or the feeling doesn't match how it looked because mm-hmm. those other people were such great role models and leaders. Um, and it's, it's really exciting, I think, to know that I can do whatever I want after this and really have that freedom. Uh, and I think I'm more excited about that than scared, um, but I am very sad to be leaving Santa Clara in the next few months. And mm-hmm. it's really cool to be living this close to all your friends. And mm-hmm. Into the Wild has been such a big part of my life. Um, and I'm very sad to leave those people and um, what the club does and whatnot is so cool. And, it's so unique and I think the most emotional thing is kids on campus mm-hmm. now that I've been there for three years I've really connected to a lot of the students and the staff and um there's only one other person that has been there as long as I have uh and already thinking about having to leave the kids and not be there every week um makes me sad but it's also been so great to have that throughout my time at Santa Clara any ideas of what you're going to do with your freedom once you graduate? No, that's a good question. Um, I have a few ideas. Um, I don't have any decisions yet. I maybe I'm looking at doing some kind of like research in terms of pediatrics or early education. Um, I worked at First Five, the Valeric Goldman program, this past summer. And so maybe going back to them. Um, because I really like the work they do with kids. Yeah, kind of lots of options, but probably either dealing with kids or in the healthcare field mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then eventually taking the MCAT. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'd love to wrap up with a couple yeah. shorter questions. Yeah. So first of all, yeah, do you have any favorite places you traveled? I know you mentioned uh, 
the spring break trip with Into the Wild, but mm-hmm. it could be from before college or during just any favorite places. Yeah. I would say two of my favorite places are Yosemite. Um, I really, really just enjoy Yosemite, and I think there's like a different energy there when you go with the big walls and whatnot. Um, so that's definitely a favorite. And I would try, I would study abroad in Copenhagen. Um, and that city and country, Denmark, has a very special place in my heart. Um, and I would love to go back one day. Mm-hmm. Did you get to travel around Europe some? While you yeah, were well? I did. Yeah, I was um, in Bologna, Italy last nice. quarter. Yeah. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're fresh and back from abroad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if you could send a message to every person in the United States, what would you want to say? Oh, gosh. I think it would be to um, keep an open mind and to listen to each other and to um, create empathy for one another and using the empathy as a foundation to listen and understand um, and to really hear someone because our nation is so, I think, divided and there are so many things going on right now. And I really do believe that human connection and empathy and can create a community in which we work together um, on a small scale or a big scale and can fix or to be the next step in fixing a lot of these social problems and political problems and all sorts of problems that are going on in our country. And finally, what does an ideal Saturday look like for you? An ideal Saturday. Um, if I'm here on campus, uh, an ideal Saturday would probably look like waking up pretty early and going for a trail run um, with some of my friends. Any favorite places to do that? Or? I do really enjoy Castle Rock. Okay. Um, on the weekends, I try to go out a little bit more. So like Castle Rock, Windy Hill, um, Russian Ridge. And during the week, I just kind of go to Russian or um, Rancho San Antonio State Park. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all beautiful. And then on the way back, stopping by a cute little cafe to get a pastry and coffee. Um, and, and I guess coming back and making a good breakfast and spending time with some of my housemates and my friends. And um, if it's nice out, maybe spending time outside um, in the sunshine uh, or walking or going up to like Palo Alto or Los Gatos somewhere and walking around. Um, And then I would say probably going to Santa Cruz to watch the sunset um, if it's a good one. I really enjoy watching sunsets with friends. Um, yeah, maybe a craft night to end it. Mm. <laughs> I do love crafts too. Fun, fun. Well, thanks so much for yeah. doing this interview, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. You can go to voicesofsantaclara.com to read a partial transcript of this episode, follow on Twitter at VoicesOfSCU, or leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. I'll see you next time. Bye.